G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 5. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall, my Winning Post colleagues. Well, Joel, we get to the end of the carnival and uh, we're going out with a bang, not a whimper, because the inaugural Champions Day has managed to pull three fantastic fields for the three big $3 million races. Yeah. Indeed, Bucks. It's a cracking day of racing. Um, as you said, three fantastic Group Ones uh, to wound or to wind up the program. Um, and yeah, they're really competitive affairs. Obviously, a lot of people are honing in on the clash between Nature Strip and Giga Kick in the sprint, but that's far from a two-horse race, in my opinion. The Champions Mile. I think there's probably six or seven winning chances that you could make a legitimate case for, and. Of course, the uh, the champion stakes where we get to see Animo again. And can he go undefeated this spring? He's going to be a pretty warm favourite to do so. But um, look, there's probably a couple coming out of the Cox Plate that are better suited at Flemington. And we've got a, a Kiwi visitor in terrific Group 1 form in Mustang Valley and a couple coming down from Sydney. So I think they're all pretty wide open races, even though Nature Strip and Animo are going to be warm favourites. Dan, you spoke this week to Tracy Bartley, trainer of Kiss Sum, who is going to be second up in the mile. And uh, as Joel alluded to, there's quite a few winning chances in that. There's several dropping back from the Cox Plate. There's uh, Private Eye coming through that uh, big win in the Nature Strip Stakes. Um, I guess Kiss Sum's advantage might be that this was a target all along for him. Yeah, that's right. Look, there's no, no doubt you look at the, the form and you probably think he's up against it and he's got to run a career best, there's no doubt. But um, I know Joel's been on his uh, sort of uh, train for quite a while and a very talented horse. And uh, they're certainly, as the Golden Eagle was going to be a race they wanted to run in last week. Of course, um, fourth emergency there was able to gain a start, but this Champions Mile race was a, a race that... Tracy Bailey did want to target, regardless of whether he ran in the Golden Eagle last week or not. So whilst he um, wait for age, he might not be suited. Um, you know, compared to some of the other runners, I think he's a horse that adds a bit of X factor and can certainly run a big race um, over the odds. But yeah, that race and, and the two others, of course, with Nature Strip and Animo going around, as you said, Barks. I think the um, the plan to sort of get these horses uh, with the increased prize money at this day has worked, and um, it's certainly you know. Definitely one of the highlights of the carnival, the, the three group ones. So looking forward to it. And, of course, in Sydney, that golden gift, the rich race for the two-year-olds. looks a competitive contest. So plenty to look forward to, as always. Yes, indeed. Hot Danish and Five Diamonds as well at uh, Rose Hill on Saturday. As I've written, the, the this Champions Day format, it's managed to pull six of the first seven home in the Cox Plate, uh, which was sort of always the always the intention, I think, of, of switching the McKinnon Stakes from day one to uh, to the final day at Flemington and boosting its prize money, but uh, it really hadn't attracted, you know, very, very few of the place getters and certainly none of the Cox Plate winners uh, had been tempted to do so. No Cox Plate winner has run in the McKinnon, now known as the Champion Stakes, since uh, So You Think, who, uh, of course, won it, uh, and that was back in 2010, before that was when it was uh, only a week later. Um, so fantastic... Uh, concept, uh, certainly fantastic response to the concept in its first year, and even better news is that uh, the forecast is for 
partly cloudy, low 20s. Uh, fantastic racing weather, which we certainly have not had for the first three days of the carnival, certainly not the first two. The Oaks Day, which is going ahead as we speak to you, is just. Um, but looks like a cracking day on Saturday, so we'll get more of an idea uh, as far as the uh, doom and gloomers. Uh, you know, uh, Generation Z don't like racing, blah, 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 no one turning up. Well, we'll see about that uh, come Saturday. Uh, we will start at Flemington, and we start with the first of the black type races, race three, the Amanda Elliott, 1,400 metre listed quality for three-year-olds. Joel, big field. Yeah, big field, plenty of chances. I am with number 10, Atlantic Ocean, from the Chris Wallace stable. He's had a few options in the past couple of weeks uh, to, to have a run around, but uh, they've elected to wait for this, and uh, I thought he'd jump out down the straight. Um in the lead-up to the Coolmore was good. Uh, they didn't go to that race. Probably a bit tough, but this looks suitable. I think he's a nice, promising horse. Uh, 20, Gaza Blanker, if it gets a run, I'll be including. Didn't have a lot go right at Caulfield last start. The pace didn't really suit. He got too far back from the wide gate, but I think he is a talented colt. Seven, Atmosphere, the Godolphin runner. Uh, was a class one winner at Kembla, did it easily, and then went to Randwick for the Dulcify, struck the heavy eight, and... Not sure he really handled it, but uh, he's been back to the trials and trialled well since. And 12 Street Gossip didn't get a run on Oaks Day this Mark Newnham train Philly. Uh, this was a good winner on debut of a Warwick Farm maiden. Uh, this is a step up, but I think she looks pretty handy. 10 from 20, 7 and 12. Yeah, really wide open race this. Um, hard to be too confident, but I've gone with the 14 on top, Magic Time. Uh, does it deal with the wide draw? She's had the one start, Packingham synthetic win, but uh, really, really impressive. Led all the way, kicked clear in the straight. Very soft performance, a soft win. And, look, I think she's uh, sort of up to this level at her second start. So with luck from the draw, I think we'll be thereabouts. Got the eight in next, eponymous. A little bit plain to the eye at Caulfield last start. It was a soft seven there. We'll get a dry track here. The only start on a good track was uh, an impressive maiden win back in June. Of course, had no luck at Moody Valley at the start price. I think he can bounce back. In for third, 10 Atlantic Ocean. Atlantic Ocean. Um, as Joel said, promising Colt. The nice win first up. And in for fourth, I have the three Angry Skies. Been running around some pretty good horses. Um, couldn't get past Sandpaper last start, but it was a good run nonetheless. Um, yeah, you have to really uh, have a bad run in all three starts, and those have been on differing conditions, different differing surfaces. 14, 8, 10, and then 3. Uh, yeah, 14 for me too, Magic Time. It's a beat running by uh, Street Gossip. And then I did have Mumbai Jewel, but it ran today. So I'm going to go with Atlantic Ocean. 14, 11, 12 and 10. Race 4 at uh, Flemington on Saturday is the Queen's Cup. Uh, 2,600 metres, Group 3 quality. It is basically the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, but uh, the Queen's Cup is a race name that rotates around the states. And this year, in the year of the Queen's passing, it comes to Flemington, but it's pretty much the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Joel, what did you like here? Well, I've gone with 12, King of the Castle. Um, they didn't run in the Lexus, and I think they were just sort of... Uh, trying to sneak into the Melbourne Cup without having the run, and he was one horse off the 
off getting a run, but here he is here. I think he's ticking over pretty well. He just wants a genuine tempo, and that Bart Cummings certainly wasn't that. He just left a bit flat-footed, but uh, his Irish St. Ledger run last year was very good, and I think he's up to running a big race here. All eyes on number 11, Sulcum, uh, came up pretty short and then just got backed in shorter in the early markets. Uh, he won the Melrose, which is, uh, I guess, the three-year-old equivalent of the Ebor on Ebor Day at York last time out. Very quick time, much quicker than the Ebor, and looked very smart doing it. So uh, big wraps, I think he's equal favourite for next year's Melbourne Cup in some places, so that's a big call. Uh, you'd want to be going close here, would have thought. Uh, nine Luntzies was wide throughout in the Geelong Cup. Had a very tough run. I didn't think he was too bad there. He can improve. And four great house, a uh, bit firmer tracks going to suit him. He was going well prior to the Caulfield Cup and then that didn't quite handle the conditions there. 12, 11, 9 and 4. Yeah, and with the 11 on top, Solcom, that European form, Joel referenced, uh, looks pretty top-notch for a race like this. He's a horse with uh, the upside in the field, down at 54 kilos. And um, look, the international horses will... I've had a good success rate in this sort of race. A few of them on hit-and-run missions um, and, you know, won this quite well. And this, this now it's an important now uh, space with Chris Waller, but um, looks to stay on the rise and think he can get the job done in this, the 11. One in next, no compromise. Um, just had a bit of a tired run in that Caulfield Cup. Have to be forgiving of that. The Metroc win over the same trip, two back in 2,500 metres, was, uh, was good. In for third, I have the uh, four Great House. Um, the other of the Waller runners I think will improve now into this fourth up and back in grade as well. And in for fourth, I have the five Lunar Flare. 11 1 4 5. Went for one at a bit of odds here in Captain Envious for Paul Pruska, number 13. Just coming out of a benchmark 70 and started at $12 in that and was stepping up from 1,600 to 2,400 metres. But uh, by Savabile out of a Central Park mare, uh, I think is a pretty promising stayer. Only had the five starts for the three wins. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit of a, uh, maybe a slightly similar profile to the Stables surprise baby of a few years back. Um, Luna Flair, Persan and Solcom for me for the rest of the first four, 13, 6, 2 and 11. Race 5 on Champions Day at Flemington is... The TAB Matriarch Stakes, 2,000 metres set weights and penalties for mares, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with five Honey Creeper here. Uh, I think she's going to be very hard beat. She's ticking over beautifully. First up run was good, then went to the angst and was just held up for too long, but savaged the line fast last 200 behind Open Your Heart, who since come out and run a cracker in the Golden Eagle, and then went to the Rose Hill Cup last week. The race sort of passed her by a bit. She got a long way back from the gate. Tempo didn't really suit, but again, she was good late. She's had that 2,000-metre run now on the backup, better draw. Uh, probably her best performances have been on wetter tracks than she's going to get, but um, last week's run was on dry, and I thought she handled that pretty well. Uh, a tissue I've got in for second. I was with her in the Empire Rose last week, and she just got a bit too far back. She was held up halfway up the straight. If she gets the break, she would have run third. She's going well to step up in trip suits. I'll certainly be saving on her. 13 Glory Bound, I don't mind either. Uh, she was scratched from Oaks Day and saved for this. She's ticking over nicely, the former Kiwi. Both runs for Peter Moody have been strong. And in for fourth, number two, Polly Gray. She'll run well, but uh, probably needs a wetter track to win. 5, 4, 13, 2. 
yeah, with the tissue on top, thought that run in the Empire Rose last Saturday was a terrific effort. Bit of a dicey spot on the turn. You really didn't want to be on her um, sort of enter, entering the straight. And we're a long way back. She sort of had to shift course a couple of times to find clear running, but uh, went fully clear. Last sort of 100, 150 metres was excellent. Running into fifth, she's had the one start, 2,000 metres, not Australia. It was her last uh, run in New Zealand. She won a listed race, $1.40. A $1.40 pop, uh, won that quite comfortably. Um, but giving the impression that 2,000 suits now um, and drawn to get every chance. Barry 5, James McDonald probably says a little bit closer as she did last start. So four on top, got in eight next dynasties. If here, of course, she ran well on Melbourne Cup Day, probably not in the best part of the track towards the inside, but looked a winning hope till about 100 out when the one's wider sort of stake their claim late. But it was a good run um, all the same. Five, Honey Creeper. Um, I think it's ticking over quite nicely. Not much like last start, but um, can certainly bounce back and win this. And two, Polly Gray. I thought the run first up was uh, was pretty good. Um, maybe she does probably need it wet. She's, she's had to win a race on a good track, but she hasn't run poorly on, on dry tracks either. Um, so I'm going to stick her in for fourth, and she's generally pretty on the smear. I hope she can show up. Four, eight, five, and then two. Foxy Frieda for mine, number seven, coming uh, and fourth at all three runs. This prep is quite suited uh, under these set weights and penalties. Is the second highest uh, rater in the race behind Polly Gray, who, as Charles says, probably won't get a wet enough track. He's still a maiden on a good track. I'd, I would expect this to be a good track on Saturday. Um, Cyrileo, Miss Honey Creeper, and a tissue for me, seven, three, five, and four. Uh, first of the leg, first of the quaddy legs, and first of the real big races, the three big ones, the champions races on Champions Day on Saturday is race six, Daly Champions Sprint, twelve hundred meters, weight for age group one, three million job. Yeah, I've gone for a bit of an upset here in number twelve, Lavonte, the very smart. New Zealand sprinter. We've seen her once in Australia, and I thought she measured right up. That was in the new market. She was out in the wrong spot, out wide. She led home the outside division, went fourth behind Rockin' Horse. Uh, she's been sort of put on ice since. She's had a couple of trials in New Zealand, looks to be absolutely smoking. And uh, just Mick D, I think it's just a perfect draw. He can just sit back, come wide like he likes to do, and get his timing right. And I think she's a good each way play, a nature strip. I think can bounce back and perhaps get the better of those from the Everest. He was just sort of made to work a little bit with Eduardo staying three or four off the fence. It meant him, it meant him being you know four, five, six off the fence, and the effort just told a bit late. But he's got such a good record down the straight; he'll be hard to beat. And Valenipatina's flying, uh, and it's a bit tough to jump off her. She, that Manicato win was outstanding. Um, she's going to run well and a giga kick. No knock on him. He just uh, absolute beauty. That was a terrific effort in the Everest. And once again, he gets the weight advantage, so he can certainly win. But uh, I've gone 12, 1, 9, 14. I'm with Nature Strip to, to bounce back. I thought his Everest run was, was pretty good, really. He's, as Joel said, you work, worked across. Did a bit of work to find the spot on the pace. So obviously went pretty quickly. Um, Eduardo, the leader, dropped right out. Uh, joyful Fortune is up on the pace, dropped right out. And he... Seemed to be travelling pretty good at the top of the straight and stuck on okay. He was only beat the length. Um, I think down back down the straight, obviously, we know how good his record is at the Flemington straight. He hit back the one. 
got the nine in next ball into Bettina. It was always thought she was a good mare and, you know, deserved to win a group one, but um, didn't expect to see her dominate the way she did in the Manicato. Obviously enjoying those, that sort of, that heavy eight track. Um, but it was an impressive win to the ice. You can sort of repeat something like that. Um, she's in with a chance. 14, Giga Kick. Um, you know, all honours to win. Obviously coming from a hot speed, but to do that as a, a three-year-old, um, hadn't even turned three yet, um, but it was a pretty good effort. I think, you know, he caused his one down the straight as well, so he's got to be included and in for fourth. I'm going to put ten, the 10 September run in. Is a winner at this track and trip. Um, first time on a heavy track in the Manicato. Didn't really love it, it seemed, but she, she still beat most of the field home. Um, I think she's over the odds in this. One nine fourteen ten. Yeah, I'm with Giga Kick. I don't see why... Uh... I don't see why he doesn't just win again to beat Nature Strip. Bella Nipitsina and Levante, 14, 1, 9, and 12. Race 7 is the Champions Mile, the Kennedy Champions Mile. Group 1 weight for age over 1,600 metres, also worth 3 million, Joel. Yeah, good race. Uh, plenty of chances. I'm going wide. I'll be backing two horses that are both around 34 dollars. I have led the way of Aegon, but um, with the drying track... Uh, could easily switch and have kissed some on top. But there the two I'm going to be having something on. Aegon was very good, I thought, second up. Uh, he had the, just the tick over run in New Zealand, obviously going well enough for Andrew Forsman to bring him across. And it was a good, tough win. Just, you know, this, probably the sting out of the track is, is where we're going to see the best of him. Um, so that's the query coming into Saturday. But I, I think he is well and truly up to this level if they've got him back to his best. And no, he was only beating Bandersnatch there, so he's going to need to step up again. But I think there is improvement in him. His sum, as Daniel touched on, always been a wrap for this guy. He went to another level last time in, and I, I think he's gone to another level this prep, albeit we've only seen him once at the races. But just off his trials, he looked to be absolutely humming along. His Silver Eagle run was excellent. He was really attacking the line hard, and then, of course, he missed the run in the Golden Eagle. So coming here second up, uh, straight to the mile, straight to the big guns. They're the negatives, but I just think there's a stack of upside with him. Three Cascadian is flying. Uh, interesting, he's gone 2018, now back to 16. But uh, I think this is really sort of his sweet spot, this 1,600 metres. Uh, he can run well. And Alligator Blood, I thought, would stick on pretty well on speed. He was pretty gutsy in the Cox Plate. Uh, just, you know, queries over him running a strong 2,000. He's probably been found out his last couple. But coming back to the mile and back to Flemington, He's raced so well in the past. I think he's got to be a hope. Seven, ten, three, and four. The two private eye on top. Uh, some sort of horse, isn't he? He's just, of course, an Epsom winner previously. He's come back and um, been competitive in the big sprint races this time in. Second to Giga Kick in the Everest. Uh, of course, beat Marzu that day, ran third, and then beat Marzu. They went one, two in the, the Nature Strip Stakes last weekend. Um you know, he's a winner at the mile. It's just so hard to go past in the form he's in at the moment. So he's on top for me, the two. I've got 10 in next kiss some who, of course, this is a different kettle of fish to what he's faced before. But the 1,600 win at Eagle Farm last prep was impressive. Pretty soft in the end. So we'll be suited up in trip. I think Flemington will suit. He'll get back and uh, be saved for the one last crack at them. So certainly have to put him into your exotics at the big price. Um, of course, with a bit of X Factor. In for third, I have the nine, my Oberon. Really impressive Australian debut. 
a pretty handy field he beat that, that day. It's, of course, a much tougher assignment, but uh, pretty soft win in the end. Elite form at 1,600 metres. And in for fourth, I have the three Cascadian. Back in trip again, as Joel touched on, and seems to have a pretty good record when stepping back in trip this horse. Uh, in Probably in career best former, in the best form he's been in since arriving in Australia anyway. Two ten nine three. Private eye for me too. I put Alligator Blood in for second back to the... Uh... 1,600 metres, the impressive import My Oberon I've got for third, and Mr. Brightside fourth, two, four, nine, and five. Race eight, third leg of the quaddy, the big one, TAB champion stakes, 2,000 metres. Wait for age group one, three million, Joel. Yeah, again, I'm going against the favourites pretty much all day on Saturday, and I've gone with Hinged here. I reckon, yeah, yes, she's probably going to be, she would have been more advantaged if, uh, if we're on a wetter track, but... It was a pretty dry track in the Golden Eagle last start, and I thought her run was superb. Uh, just last Saturday, she did like Fangirl. She drew the shocking gate, and they rode her a bit quieter. Fangirl was able to sort of pick her way through, got an absolute peach by Bowman, and McAvoy just had to come wide. It was just the hand that he was dealt, and I thought she was very strong to the line. I like the back up. I like her out to 2,000 now. Uh, she... Didn't quite see out the oaks in the autumn, but that was a heavy 10, 2400. Prior to that, she really stretched Fangirl over the 1850 in the rescheduled vinery. I just think she's going to get a lovely run from the draw, and I just I reckon she's set to peak here on the backup. Prior to that, she was going pretty well behind Animo, fifth in the Wink Stakes, and third in the George Main. So I don't think she has to improve an awful lot. Animo, the one to beat, uh, clearly. I'm Thunderstruck, Ken. You know, maybe turn the tables, though, because he's back to Flemington, the track he loves, and he was outstanding in the Cox Plate, just got too far back, really motored to the line. And I've thrown the three-year-old in for fourth, or one of the three-year-olds in elliptical, just uh, banking on that spring champion stakes form. We saw the Derby Quinella come out of it. As we speak, the Oaks hasn't been run, but hopefully that gives it another little tick as well, and I think he'll give you a good sight with a lightweight. But I'm with eight hinged from seven, one, and ten. They couldn't go past Animo. She's got an outstanding will to win this horse. Um, she dug deep and, and held off on Thunderstruck in the Cox Plate. It was very good. Both runs were. And look, just the record speaks for itself, especially this preparation. Winning Group 1s, four Group 1s in all four starts from 1,400 metres to 2,000 metres. Um, first time at Flemington, but I don't think that will be an issue for him. Uh, drawn to get every chance again, Animo. So he's on top for me. One in next on Thunderstruck. Probably will be happy to see the uh, the end of Animo when when that horse retires to stud. You'd think sometime in the next twelve months. Uh, two group two group one seconds to that horse that is passed to it. Both runs have been very good. Mooney Valley last starts um, from a long way back to handle the track just fine and rocketed home into second. It was an outstanding performance. I think Flemington will suit better. He's got good record here at the track. So. Cox play Quinella. I'm going to make the Quinella here. One and two and one. Sorry, seven and one. Uh, two and next Zaki sort of looked gone on the turn in the Cox play. I thought he was sort of you know, approaching that that straight. I thought he was going to sort of drop back and, and finish further back than he did. He stuck on pretty well um, in for fourth. He wasn't beaten all that far. Um, it's a good record here at Flemington and every chance from barrier one. And in for fourth, elliptical with 51 kilos was the... Home in the champions, uh, the string champion stake, sharp and smart. All honest to that horse who sat wide, but it was a very game run in defeat by elliptical. Um, Two thousand metres seems to be his uh, hitting zone, hitting uh, hitting zone at this stage. And as I said, 
down to 51 kilos, she, he's got to be considered a, an each way chance. Seven, one, two, ten. And I got nothing to add because that is my first four as well. Seven, one, two, and ten. My best on the Flemington program. Believe it or not, Giga Kick, race six, number 14. And my value bet, race four, number 13, Captain Envious. Joel's best race five, number five, Honey Creeper. And his value bet, race eight, number eight, Hinged. Dan's best race four, number 11, Sulkham. And value bet, race five, number four, Tissue. Uh, as we mentioned, another big meeting at Rose Hill on Saturday. And uh, first of the black type races, or first of the big races, is going to be race six. It's not actually technically a black type race, but it is worth a million bucks. It's the Golden Gift. Set weights for two-year-olds over 1,100 metres. Joel? Yeah, I was with Barber. Uh, in the Kirkham Plate, which a few of these come out of a fortnight ago, but I'm switching and going on to the other Godolphin runner in Razors for Saturday. He had his only official trial four days prior to that Kirkham Plate, uh, whereas Barber and a few of the others had had their two trials. Uh, he actually beat Barber home in that trial. Just didn't begin all that well, settled back, raced a bit greenly, but I thought he hit the line really well. Uh, it was better than a seventh of ten reads. And just with that run under the belt, I just reckon there's a stack of improvement to come from number nine at Razors. I've got Barber in for second, had gate one, run of the race. Now he's got gate 16, so it's a bit of a different story for him on Saturday, but he does look talented. 14, shine your light, I gave a bit of a chance to in that race, and she ran really well. It was a, it was a good-looking scone trial, and she ran right up to that with not much room. She's drawn nicely, and she can figure in the finish. Again, and two coincide, who led them up and just got passed by Barber late. I've got him in for four. So certainly banking on that uh, Kirkham race a fortnight ago has been the key form. But I'm with nine each way from one fourteen and 2. I'm with uh, two Waterhouse bot runners, 1-2 in this. Coincide on top, I was with him in that Kirkham plate. And look, he'll be able to cross from that wide draw and uh, settle uh, the lead or settle outside. The um, stable mate, you'd think, thought the run was was pretty good and with that run under the belt be um, harder to run down here the two so on top for me 15 summer loving is the other billy i reference um nice trial late last month in readiness for this and uh so her damn was one uh, the golden gift a few years back in for third i have the uh, one barber um just will need some luck from that draw and four in for fourth are the 17 mojave desert 215-117. Race 7 at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. First leg of the quaddy. Precise air, hot Danish stakes. 1,400 metre set weights for fillies and mares at Group 2 level. Joel worth half a million. Yeah, similar to the Champions Mile. I'll be backing a couple of good odds here. Um, I've gone with 7, Cliffsart over 6, Charlize. Cliffsart, I thought, I reckon she's sticking over really well. Her Tristark run was excellent. She had the two place getters from the Empire Rose behind her that day. She then went to the Empire Rose herself, drew 16 of 16, got back. The tempo didn't really suit, and she was held up early in the straight and just thought it was a bit of a forgive run. Uh, coming back to 1,400 is the slight query, but I like the quick backup, and she's looked really good on, on firm ground, winning at Randwick, albeit over the mile, but um, earlier in the year she looked really good. So I reckon dry track... And her form is better than it reads. I think there's a bit of value with her. Six, Charlize. Total forgive run first up in the Nivison. 
that was the heavy track and the, the buyer straight she finished way out the back along with promise of success who then came out and won the invitation she's had a little bit of a fresh and since a nice recent trial i reckon there's sharp improvement to come from her and then the two at the top of the market one electric girl who comes through the invitation she won this race last year she's going every bit as well and 12 she's a belter well four dollars was a touch short but she should improve a lot off that invitation run. She was first up there at 1,400. Uh, you'd think there's going to be plenty of uh, progression made on Saturday. But I've got seven on top from 6, 1 and 12. With Jamea on top, contested a race on Derby Day um, down the straight. She's run okay, wasn't been all that far, but what a few better than her. It was soft seven. Not sure she loves the wet tracks. So back onto a dry deck here. Um, that one run was at 1,400 metres, that, the one two back in the golden pendant where she didn't get a whole heap of luck. Um, so I don't think the 1,400 metres is uh, much of a bad thing, even though her form over it doesn't make for great reading overall. I thought the run two back over the trip indicates that uh, she can run a good race again over the trip here. So three on top for me. In for second, I have the one electric girl. Uh, very good in that invitation last start. Um, very honest mare is... Uh, there's no issue now here. Fifth up, uh, 12, she's a belter, and the six, Charlize, my next numbers. But three on top of one, 12, six. And race eight at Rose Hill on Saturday, second leg of the quaddy is five diamonds. Set weights and penalties for five-year-olds over 1,800 metres. For some reason worth $2 million, Joel. Yeah, it's a, another big carrot uh, and has lured a couple of horses that potentially may have been down at Flemington and I'm with one of those in number two Laws of Indices who's been doing all his racing uh, this spring down in Melbourne. He's bring, he brings strong group one form into this contest. Fourth in the Rupert Clark, came from last and ran second in the Turak and then his Cox Plate run, just 2,000, probably found him out but he certainly wasn't disgraced. Back to 1,800 suits. He's got the wide gate, but I think uh, with a bit of luck, it'd be very hard to beat. I was with Nine Diamel a couple of weeks ago, and I think he'll run really well again here. It was a good setup last time on the quick backup, third up, but he won well. There's more improvement in him. One Ellsberg, he's a ripper. He's going to look the winner at some stage. It's just whether he runs the 1,800. He's got a pretty soft time of it in the prelude over 1,500. Wasn't a lot of pressure despite the big field. Um, probably similar scenario here. It doesn't seem to be many on paces in the race, so he's going to give you a great sight. And three rustic steel, backing up from his win in the big dance on Tuesday, where everything just panned out perfectly. He's certainly worth respecting. One with two from nine, one and three. One with the two as well. Um, laws, laws of indices, I think that two-rack form reads well for this. He was outstanding there, charging home. Uh, beat all bar two, Valoo. 1,800 metres uh, suits and seems to be going as well. well. He's definitely going as well as he has been since arriving in Australia. So two on top for me. Nine, Diamond as well. Um, looks up in grade here, but will handle the trip and, and was a good win last start. <coughs> uh, in for third, I have the four. Ayrton, who said one start 800 metres, but it was a forgive run in the Hollandale uh, stakes. It was lame there and a few excuses on a heavy eight. Um think, you know, again, run out the trip, he's certainly a chance. He's talented enough to win a race like this. And we've got the one in next Ellsberg. Two, nine, four, and one. All righty. We have heard about Joel's value bet on the program, and that uh, was in the Golden Gift Race 6, number nine, Razors. 
haven't heard about either of Dan's specials, but Joel, you kick us off with your best, which comes up earlier in the program. Yeah, I made my best bet, Naval Seal, race four, number seven. A uh, very progressive horse, this bloke. He did a terrific job in his first campaign. Uh, he raced on six occasions and won a couple, including at Rose Hill over Willinger Ruffio, who will be a key rival on Saturday. I thought his first up run, kicking off at a mile, was very good. You just have to think there's going to be improvement in him with that run under the belt. Uh, the map is a little tricky from gate eight, but if he can get a good ride early from Lily Pike, I think he'd be very hard to hold out. My best comes up in race nine. I'm with a talented mare from the Mara and Eustace stable called I Am Me. Um, she's got a good first up record. I think she's a stakes sort of horse. Um, she was tested a couple of listed races last, well beaten at one at Flemington down the straight, but uh, pretty good in the Denise's joy at Scone. Um, Mind Sapoteo, I wasn't beaten all that far there. Um, soft trial into this, good record of the trip. Um, I think finds a winnable race first up and gets, it goes on to bigger and better things. And the value comes up in race uh, four with the Waller train runner. Um, yeah, one of the other ones in Tony B. Uh, just forgive the first up run at Warwick Farm. Wasn't really able to... Get clear galloping room there. I think can really sharp improve second up, up to 1,800 metres. Um, he's run well over further in New Zealand. And just think might be a touch of overs in this race. Race four, number six. In Adelaide on Saturday, they are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville. And Dan, your best comes up early. It is a horse that's also in at Flemington, I believe. It is. Um, look sharpish. Looks much better place in this than the race at Flemington. Uh, really didn't have any luck late at Mooney Valley last start. Um, she finished within a length of the winner there. It's sort of a blanket go, but uh, would have gone close to winning and she get uh, clear galloping room. Also does improve with racing. She's here fourth up um, and well back in grade for this. So if here, really hard to beat. Race two, number four. Value comes up in race seven with the two Call Me Seamus from the Philip Stokes Yard. He's had two runs back from a spell. Um, one dead-eated first up and then contested the Gawler Cup last start. He was a bit of a drifter in the market. Got a long way back, ended up last and really warmed up late. Finished seventh of 11th but wasn't beaten far within two lengths. Um, I think third up back in class will suit and drops a couple of kilos in weight as well, thanks to the claim. So call me Seamus, the value, race two, number seven. Any thoughts on Adelaide, Joel? No, nothing for me there, Barks. All right, we head up to Doombin, which is the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday. And again, Dan, you're getting us off uh, uh, to a, uh, an early start with uh, your best in race two. Yeah, hatchet on top. Uh, small field, looks a likely leader. And doesn't much look much speed in the race. And I think from that sort of good draw, Kyle Wilson Taylor will be able to roll forward and dictate just the horse that doesn't run a bad race. Um, and can be said this prep, he's found a couple better in his last two, but I think now with the lead and being able to dictate, I think he'll be um, hard to run down. Good, good record at Doombin, and uh, should be hard to should be hard to catch. Race two, number three, Hatchet. The value comes up in race five. Flensburg thinks well over the odds of 20 to 1. Presents here third up. Um, might, might he need another one that's to be determined. I thought his run last start was indicating indicated he's right on the right track. He's finished fourth, not beaten far, but 
stepping up to 2,200 metres, he's really going to relish. Um, kept closing off a wide run last start and from a sort of better draw this time around. Hopefully he gets a softer run in transit and gets uh, be the one charging home late over the top of them. Race five, number seven. Anything for Doombin, John? No, nothing for me there, Barks. Across the Nullarbor we go then, and Ascot, the Perth Carnival, starts to warm up. A couple of black-type races at Ascot on Saturday. First of those race five, Seacorp Fair Ether Stakes, listed event for three-year-old Colts and Geldings over 1,400 metres. Greg Hooper likes number five, Bustler, the undefeated Bustler, who is the favourite, to beat Snowdome, All the King's Men and Upper Limits, five, one, three and six. The other black-type race is, in fact, a group two, it is the Wait for Age Waroa Lee Steer Stakes over 1,400 metres. And Hoops is uh, with one who uh, is not exactly suited at the Wait for Age, you wouldn't think, just coming out of uh, ratings company. But uh, she's showing plenty. And that's number 10, Carly's Karma. She's got to beat Resort Man, Comfort Me, and God has chosen 10, 5, 6, and 8. And Carly's Karma is Hoops' value bet on the program. Race 8, number 10 is best. Comes up in the last, and it's another undefeated one, resuming, and that is race nine, number 16, Zafira. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman Joel uh, in Christchurch at Rickerton, it is 2000 Guineas Day. Indeed, yeah, group one for the three-year-olds, and we get to see Josh Parr over there taking rides for the Tiakau and Mark Walker stable. Uh, Obi Boson uh, encountered a... Decent suspension, I think five or six weeks, um, about a fortnight ago. So uh, they locked in Josh to go in and do all their riding for uh, for the week. They obviously got the Group 1 the following week for the Phillies. And I am with Josh and Team Tiakau in the big one, uh, Race 9. I'm with number two, Dynastic, the El Manzor Colt, who won the Caraca Million at just his second start. Lost a little bit of gloss this time in. He was impressive first up. Next time out, had issues, uh, vet problems. And then last time out was a beaten favourite. I just didn't think he quickened at the 1,400, but his last 100 metres was very nice. I think he's crying out for the mile. It's the Elmen's all starting to kick in now. And around $6, we're getting a, a backable price for a pretty smart colt. So I've gone his way to beat 14, 1 and 8. And he's my best for the day. My value is race 2, number 2, the number 1 son. This is the half-brother to... Mr. Brightside, who finished in the placings of his first two starts and then probably just came to the end of it at his last run before going for a break. Coming off a recent trial win, I don't think he'll be a maiden for very long. And at Tarapa, my best is Malt Time, uh, race six, number 11. Tackles a listed race, gets in on the minimum with 53. She's a lightly raced daughter of Cox Plate winner Adelaide. She's most certainly a sprinter and a talented one at that. I think she can take the next step. And my value bit is race four, number three, the instigator. Son of Savabeel, who showed improvement at his second start, staying at 1,400. He definitely wants the mile now, and that's what he gets on Saturday. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters.
profitable derby day. Thanks mainly to you, Dan. Not so on Cup Day. I just hope that everyone, when I said I was tossing up between Struck By and White Marlin and went for Struck By, I hope that means that everyone, in fact, got on White Marlin. But this time, <laughs> I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go a place only, soft as that may seem, but uh, should still be a reasonable co- collective if it happens to run one. And the horse I speak of is at Flemington on Saturday, and it goes by the name of Captain Envious, which is race four, number 13. Joel? I'll go to Rose Hill, and, and we'll make it race four, number seven, Naval Seal, 20 I win. Dan? Uh, race two, number three, we'll have the 20 on Hatchet. Dooman. Alrighty, thanks very much for sticking with us through uh, what's been a very exciting carnival. Hope you finish in front. Back plenty of winners over the weekend. Pick up your winning post if you haven't already, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.